Hi, I'm Lily Amanda from Portrait Creatives. It's a podcast by a creative for creatives like artists and photographers. I share with you my image creating experience, thoughts, and philosophy behind it, and the journey becoming a professional portrait photographer. I hope by sharing insights and experience that can encourage you to move forward and keep creating. Hi, it's Lily Amanda here. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I'm going to share with you my experience when judging a competition. I would like to share with you some insights and my thoughts, and also what's the best way to take critique. This is a very very important topic if you want to improve and you join competitions. If you want to level up your portrait retouching, I have two online courses. At portraitcreatives.com, you can check them out. And I also have a course. It's about creative portrait composites. If you would like to use portrait to tell story, to share with people your ideas, and also your artistic expressions, I highly recommend you to check out my courses at portraitcreative.com. So here it is. Today's episode. Recently, I got invited to judge a photography competition. And it is not like the usual ones you see online that the judges are judging online. The one I got invited was Malta Photographic Society, and the competition entries are all in black and white prints. And the session is held for members, so there were people joining and actually see how we judge and how we critique each and every print. I think these type of sessions are very, very helpful for people who want to improve because you're not just getting points; you also know what are judges' opinion about your work, and what are the suggestions, what are the good things about your photographs, and what can be improved. That would be all discussed in the session, and you can ask questions. And I think this is just a great thing to do for anyone who want to improve. Actually, I I personally join quite a few. Uh, in person critique, I always find it very, very helpful. And sometimes even I flew to UK to join a big competition where all the judges will actually express their opinions about the prints, their actual prints. I would like to hear about your thoughts about photography competitions. Have you ever joined one? And would you join one if you haven't? If you're on YouTube, leave a comment down below. I would love to hear from you. And I do feel like there's another level of work when you put image on prints, and that is something remarkable to do. Like once you decided to print the image, then there's a lot of learning and working. There's a lot of learning curve towards printing your own image, and it's absolutely worth it. From that competition, I did mention that I do see there are loads of prints. They are not using the paper to elevate that image, and it is so important to know the material you're using, like the printer and and the paper, what's suitable for certain images. These are all the studies you will need to do some research and do some experiment with it. And if you're collaborating with a professional photo lab. They will most probably guide you through it, but you are the one who have to decide eventually what you are going to use for that particular image. And I would say、uh, you don't have to go for the very expensive paper, 
But bear in mind, there's something, something very, very important. Don't go with the cheap ones because those cheap ones would just downgrade your photograph, and that is totally not worth it to do. And if you are just a beginner, start to print your images. Go for very, very high-end paper. Probably this hobby is gonna cost you a lot. So that is something I wouldn't recommend either. So go in something between, and then something within your budget, and within your budget to find the best paper you can. They have even these papers. I I got to, you know, those cheap papers. Not only just doesn't show the image, the strengths or the contrast, or even sometimes give a really terrible color. I've been there. I've done that as well with cheap papers, and it totally just waste of money. Not even test prints. I wouldn't do it. But I mean, with good paper, it elevates your work, and、uh, it nothing. Is nothing can compare when you hold your own work in your hands. There's nothing can compare that feeling. That is a complete work when you print out your image. And I always, always recommend the photographers to print their image because that's actually you truly learn, and that print will stay with you if you keep it well. You know, out of sun, out out of humidity. Then that print will last a long time if you also use a good paper for it. So that just about the papers. That is something I saw in the competition that people using the paper which is not suitable for the subject, or it just、uh, not a very good material to use. That is something I pointed out, and I, I I feel like when you just started and you start to print, I think although it's a hobby. It's rewarding to see your own print. It was a great session because there were so many people came in and watched the judging process and critiques. It was full, and、uh, I was so glad to see that so many people actually want to learn. And the subject I am critique on was portrait and human nature, and I saw a lot of work. They are street photos, street photography. And with street photography, it's all about the moment. And I would say a lot of people take street photography, but really, really good ones are hard to come by. I've heard a very good street photographer will be in the same location for three days just for one picture, one photo, and that's what it takes to become a very, very good street photographer. And it is so difficult. It's not snapshots. It is the moment that the photographer was waiting for, and he couldn't stage it, so he was just waiting that moment to happen. And that is something remarkable about this. And nowadays we all live in a busy life. We don't have three days to take one photo. But I do recommend go out a lot if you are into street photography. Go out a lot and take a lot of photos. Be patient as well. Like a lot of things are worth waiting for, and do not haste. And when you take people's photograph, be respectful as well. There are some countries that you are not supposed to take children's photos, and so be aware of that and be very careful. Otherwise, you might, you know, be in trouble. I would like to commend every participants who submitted their work because I think it's scary to put yourself out there, 
And I joined lots of competitions before and also accreditation. And I feel every single day is nerve-wracking, especially when I have when I sit there and watch my work being judged. I think that is the hardest. There are loads of international competitions online that I, I don't have problems to do that. I just submit my work and forget about it because it usually takes a few months to get the results. And so that is something I'm comfortable to do it. But once it comes to in-person judging, oh my God, that is really, really make me really nervous. And I have this anxiety and have loads of self-doubt. And I feel maybe my work is not good enough. Maybe I'm not good enough. I shouldn't have done this. What was I thinking? And that some of those experiences were just nerve-wracking. And I just, every single time I feel, I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this again. And I did it again and again. And I just got better each time. Because once you experience a lot, you also understand what the judges uh, what judges want, what they're looking for and what they meant when they say something. And also, I don't, I don't think there will be a judge with a bad thoughts, you know, uh, with a bad thoughts when they go into competition. I think every judges are looking for helping people to improve. That's why they judge. That's also the reason why I accepted the invitation to judge the prince. Because if I could use my knowledge and my experience to help other people, I would do it, of course. And I have been doing poetry for many years and have joined many, many competitions, also judge critique. So I feel like I could give them some of my thoughts and suggestions and then after the session, when I got the messages from some of the members, they told me they really learned a lot from the session. And that makes me really happy because that's all I wanted, to help people to improve, to help people to be successful in their next submission. So if they learn something from this session, they most probably they will improve. And the important thing about taking critique is when I just started that few years, even five or six years, I don't join any competition. Because I know my work wasn't good enough. <laughs> the gap between where I was and where I wanted to be, that's a huge gap. And I can see I'm not matching that yet. So I was working very, very hard just to close the gap. So not those days when you are just start when you just start to work and your work is still fragile and you still feel like criticism is not going to help you, it's going to make you sell your cameras, then you better don't do anything like that. Don't join competitions. Don't join any critique sessions. All right. Don't ask people to critique your photos as well. The best way is to learn from your own work. Your own work and your experience is a book itself designed just for you. If you see your work is improving every six months, Every year, when you look back, you would think, oh my God, what did I do? I, I thought that was good. Now it looks really shitty or look really bad. Then you have improved. You know, there's nothing better than just learn and learn from yourself, your own experience and your own work. And you don't need other people to help you to improve in those days. I think 
For me, it was the first five, six years. And everyone is different. You might take three years and you feel internally strong about your work, like you love your work and you want to improve and you're welcome for feedbacks and suggestions. And that's the time to go into competition. And that will actually make leaps and bounds. What I'm saying is you have to be mentally strong, okay, with critique because, I, I mean, our work, our art is heart and soul. You don't do this for anyone, okay? There are some commission work. All you have to do is to make your client happy. But apart from that, you're doing your art, you're creating your own projects, and you do it just for yourself. And this is from heart and soul and you don't want anyone to destroy it or to demolish its beauty and that time is better you just learn from your own experience and your own work and when you're strong enough then I remember there was a time I sent my work out for critique and I remember the least of the critique there are some I don't agree with them I just feel like I know what I was doing that was done purposely and so when I got the critique, I actually, I don't worry about it. I don't mind so much then because I know what I was doing. It was done intentionally or that's something I feel. Um, it's, uh, there are also something being over-criticized as well, mind you. And uh, that might not, might not serve my work in a good way. I took the part that is very, very helpful for me, that which is I'm very grateful. And those ones which doesn't resonate with me, I just discard them. I don't take notice, no notice of them. And that was totally fine. And I can improve from there. And it's very, very important how you take critique as well. You don't have to listen to anything if you don't like any of them. You know, you know, judges sometimes, uh, I, I feel like, we judge because we want to help people, okay? I want to help you to grow. I want you to have a success next time. So this is a good intention. It was never meant badly. So if that is something in the good intention, and you should really think about like, okay, she said that, uh, but I don't agree with it. It's fine. Because we all coming from our good intention. So don't, think badly about anything that was critical on your image, okay? There's no need. And there are times, I also mentioned this in one of my posts. I have a particular image I really adore. It's called The Dance. It was done in 2020 and it, coronavirus was the same. You look at the picture, you know what I was going for straight away, I promise. There is no secret. We've all been through all that. So I submit this image, particularly image, to some critique because it was something exciting for me. I'm doing surrealism work. And I always feel excited when I do surrealism work and it, because it just uh, it was just so much fun. And so I submitted some critique and in some competition, it was like, nothing, not successful at all. And uh, I, I got disappointed. Really, I feel this is a great image. I truly love it. It has its potential. And the judges didn't see it. So what am I going to do? And so there was one meeting at MIPP. That's another photography club. And then 
Kevin was the president of MIPP. I asked him about this, about advice, what he would do if a photograph is not successful in some competitions. He just say like, join other competitions. As simple as that. So I did that. And it actually got me a silver award. And I was super, super happy about it. Like, finally, someone saw the potential of this image. Because that is something I feel strongly about. Like, what you love, other people will love as well. But you just have to wait for the right people, the right judges, perhaps. You know, it's not all the competition out the same. All the judges have different experience and different knowledges. So it's sometimes a question of luck if you're in competition. And so what I'm trying to say is if your work that you truly believe in the potential and you truly love it, try other competitions. And another thing is I, if it didn't win, I wouldn't worry so much because I love the image and I would still show it. I would still uh, cherish it. It doesn't diminish the love I have for that image just because it didn't win anything. Okay, and there are so many images I actually don't submit to any competition because they are, they are great, they are fantastic, I love them. I, I don't need the validation, I suppose. And also there are some images are not so, how do I say, there are some images are not suitable for competition, really. Like the surrealism is really a little bit on the edge of for competition, for normal competition, to be honest, because the uh, these topics are not mainstream work for portraits and it's easily to be misunderstood or people don't even understand what, what it's all about. You imagine like Dali, when he first put out his paintings, people understand him? I don't think so. And the same with Picasso. When they start to bring out some really bizarre surrealism work, most probably people would take no notice about that, I think. It's about artists and the work. So it really depends on what you're creating. And do look at the portfolio of the competition. Like what, who are the past winners? What are their work look like before you submit to the competition? It's very, very important. I want to talk about when I give some critiques. When I critique an image, there's, it's not an easy task. Mind you, people might think like sometimes we can create good work and then we know how to explain it, how to talk about it, how to, yeah, how to explain it. But it's not. A lot of artists have trouble about explaining their work or teaching other people to do it. It is very, very common. Learning how to critique is such a challenging work to do because I need to be able to explain what was good? What other things can be improved in the image? What other things can be improved on the print with everything I see? There's no context. There's no artist statements. So we don't know anything about the background story. So we judge just simply from the print. For me, the challenge is sometimes an image, you, I know that is not going to win. And I need to find a how do I say, a mild way to critique that photo. Because, because, listen, photography is a great hobby, but it takes a long time to master it. 
And it's easy to put people off when they just start photography. It's very easy to put them off. Just say your work is not good enough. You shouldn't be doing this. Find something else to do. But it's not like that because it's it's easy to get into, but very difficult to master. It takes time. So what I was doing, what I was trying, is to encourage the members to grow, to learn, and get to the next level. I don't want to give any harsh opinions about any work. I can just say, okay, I like this one. I don't like this one. Next, <laughs> this is not nice. This is a terrible critique. I tell you. So the difficulty is actually、um, to explain to a mind that is a beginner mind, and for me that is like ages ago, more than ten years ago, maybe okay, twenty years ago. Okay, so I expose my age a bit now. So yes, I started photography more than twenty years ago. So I have been around for a while, and the beginning mindset has left me a long time ago. And for me to give a good explanation for for a beginner to understand, that is something I have to work on it to explain to critique the way be- a beginner can understand. And that is so important. Once they can understand what they did and what was good, they can evolve and learn from it. And that's what I wish for everyone: just to learn and grow, and have a successful print next time. You know, and so when I critique, this is something I really, really care about to help people to move up, encourage them to move, encourage them to do more, to learn more, and to improve more. And I also have to remember that a lot of people they are actually started photography maybe just a few years, so they will make beginner mistakes. And for me, because that is a mistake, pretty basic, I have to explain more about that, to talk more about that, which is sometimes not so easy. Because for me, could be is something like a reflex. I just did it, and for beginner, is like they still learning how to do it. And with that gap, for me, I really have to keep that in mind. Some of them are beginners, and talk the language that beginner will understand. If you're interested to improve your portrait photography, you want to learn skin retouching to move up to the next level. I have online courses at portraitcreatives.com, and I also have very exciting course. It's about creative portrait composites. Go ahead and check out my courses at portraitcreatives.com. This is the episode today. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. Take care.